Good evening, Family Church Waterside. It's great to be able to connect with you in this way. I trust that you're all doing well, and I'm look for, looking forward to bringing you the Word of God um, this evening. Hope you had a great afternoon, enjoying the sunshine. And but here we are for Sunday night local, and yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. Um, so there's a few kind of uh, things to mention. Of course, um, church gatherings are going to be happening again soon for us as Waterside be having very soon three weeks three weeks a day so there's um, some things to say um, just surrounding uh, surrounding that um, so next next week so this time next week don't forget we've got our gather and build night uh, about gathering family building teams our gather and build night uh, that's going to be on zoom that's going to be eight o'clock so it's a normal time of Sunday Night Local but it's happening instead of Sunday Night Local so it's this time next week you do need to register for that please um, in order to get the link for that we just want to be aware of, of basically who's turning up um, online and that would be really really helpful if you could register as soon as you can um, that'd be that'd be great um, yeah so myself and Wayne are just going to be talking next week at eight just talking vision talking about what church is going to look like and just what it's um, what you know we're going to be doing kind of moving forward and all that we're believing God to do um, during this time so it's going to be really exciting um, we're going to talk about vision as well so um, yeah it's going to be good and yeah just hear about different things that are happening um, in the life of church and, and plans for the future as well moving forward so yeah it's going to be good so that's this time next week gather and build gathering family building teams um, please be part of that if you can um, I'd really, really encourage you to be part of that um, and to make some time for that so it's eight o'clock next week, so make sure you get registered for that. And the following day, we've got a, um, an actual in-person meeting. Um, so we've got a, a physical uh, gathering of prayer meetings. So that's on. Uh, so it's Monday the no, was it? Yes, Monday the tenth of May. These are my dates, my bearings. Monday the tenth of May, half past seven. Um, again, you need to register um, in advance for that. You can get the, we've uh, look at the weekly updates. You get emailed out every week, or it's been texted out, etc. Find it through the app. Um, and get yourself signed up for that. There's a maximum of 20 um, able to come to that. That's the limit set by the parish hall, not by not by us. But there's a maximum of 20. It'd be great just just to meet together and just you know, seek God's face um, together. So that's Monday, the 10th of what, 10th of May, or a week. So that's a week tomorrow. It's gonna be it. So next week is a big thing. Is <laughs> particularly is gather and and build. Get registered for that. It's gonna be good. Then of course um, on Sunday, twenty third of May, um, we're going to be gathering on Sun, starting our starting our first gathering on Sunday afternoons at High URC. It's at three o'clock, and of course Kids Church is running and Ignition's running, kind of like in a separate area in the building, but it's running at the same time as the main service. So it's going to be really good. So looking forward to that. All that God's going to do is just going to be so great to to see all your smiling faces. Well, you will have masks on, but I can imagine your smiling faces. And yeah, it's going to be really good just to just to be in the presence of God. Time, so almost, almost there, almost there. Um, and of course, that mo at that from that uh, time onwards, then the Sunday morning Zoom at ten o'clock um, will come to an end because obviously we can uh, gather in person. And also Sunday night local, um, this will come to an end as well because obviously I can preach or whoever else is preaching can preach in person um, as well. So it's kind of fulfilled its fulfilled its purpose in that sense okay so i hope that all makes makes sense um we'll continue to keep you updated with stuff but yeah get yourself registered that'd be that'd be awesome okay let's just pray before we get into the word of god thank you lord thank you god thank you lord lord we just thank you lord that our lives lord are completely in your hands lord god and we thank you lord that 
Lord, are our church plans, Lord, are completely in your hands as well. Lord, you weren't shocked by what's happened over the last year. Lord, you knew what was going to happen, Lord God. And we just commit all plans plans to you, Lord God. Lord, we just say, have your way, Lord. Do what you do what you want to do, Lord God. And we just, Lord, we just say, Lord, as, as a church family, as a church body, Lord, that we are in your hands, Lord God. Use us for your purposes. Use us for your glories. We transition back to physical gatherings, Lord God. I pray there would be such a sense of excitement and, and passion in our hearts, Lord, just to be together, Lord, to be in your presence together. Worship you. Thank you, God. Lord, you're so, so good. Thank you for all the way you've sustained us all as a church family, a church body, Lord, both at Waterside and across, Lord, family church, the way you sustained us. Lord, you're so, so good. Praise you, Lord. Lord, I pray you to speak to us through, this, through your word this evening, to say what you want to say, and may we all just have open hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Okay, so let's get, let's get into it. So we're starting from the principle of um, God-loving church, and this, this series is actually called Gather and Build, leading on to next week. So um, to my Gather and Build and the purposes, and, and, uh, purposes of church. So we start with the principle that God loves church, that is, that is, is God's plan, it's not man's plan, it's God's plan, it's God's plan A. There is no alternative plan, there is no plan B. And for the last 2,000 years since the um, church was birthed in the book of Acts, then it was God's plan then, it was God's plan 1,000 years ago, it was God's plan 500 years ago, it's still God's, it's still God's plan uh, today, amen, for the world to be reached and, to, and for that to happen through the church. And praise God, it's a privilege to be part of it, right? So it's been God's plan and his plan A for 2,000 years. And last week we looked at the whole cause and the cause of church and just kind of give a little bit of uh, just a background, a very brief summary of last week. We looked at the, the cause of the church and being part of the church, why it's so, so important. We looked at four different things that the church is the expression and outworking of God's kingdom on earth. That, that Jesus preached a lot about his kingdom and talked about kingdom principles and you've said you've heard it said this but I say this and and you know brought that into the into the mix that of the people who were listening you know this this is what you might have heard or may, may understand but this is the reality this is what the kingdom of God looks like and the church is the expression of, of that kingdom on this earth amen now the cause of Christ and his kingdom is far greater than any other cause there's different things we can be passionate about in life and they're not necessarily bad things they could be very good things and very uh, worthy of being passionate about but the cause of christ and his kingdom is far greater than any other cause there's nothing uh, we could be more passionate about and or should be more passionate about there's nothing that should have more of a central place amen than the cause of christ um the third probably looks at about being united in the cause looked at the analogy of an army and the way and an, an, a natural army works together and all the different aspects that make up the army work together to make it effective and for us to be united, to be to be fighting together, all on the same all on the same team, amen. Um, all fighting and for each other, not 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 fighting each other, but fighting for each other, and fighting together, amen. Fighting to see victory, victory come, amen. And being united and whatever we're involved in in church, just like an army and all the different uh, battalions there are, like transport and there might be logistics and there could be, uh, you know, communications and there could be the air force and loads of different aspects, but they're all important. Amen. So let's be united in the cause. And then number four, we looked at the joy and the reward of serving. We looked at the parable of the talents and taking seriously the responsibilities that God's uh, given us. But it is a joy serving. It is a, it's, it's a joy using the talents, using the giftings that God has given us. And there are rewards for serving as well. Um, in that parable, um, at the end of it, and Jesus talks about good, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. 
So there are rewards both in this life and in, and in the life to come, as Pastor Andy's been talking about um, on, on Sunday mornings. So the joy and reward of serving. So yeah, the cause of Christ is amazing. The cause of Christ and its church, remember the church is, is the bride of Christ. You know, where, where Jesus is, then, then the, the church is. And, and um, you know, they're inseparable in that sense because it's just Jesus as the bridegroom and, and the, the church as, as the bride. Amen. And, you know, the two are very much united and, and God's desires for the church to be looking like the bridegroom as well. You know, for, of course, the bridegroom is perfect as Jesus, but the, for, the, to, for the bride, the church, just to be, uh, you know, go from glory to glory, to look more and more like Jesus. And for us individually to go to look more and more like Jesus. Amen. Jesus is going to return one day and he's going to return for a perfect bride. Amen. Praise God. So, so we looked at the cause of Christ and how it's just, something we should be so passionate about seeing god's purposes being fulfilled on on this on this earth in the lord's prayer what we call that jesus didn't call it that but what we call the lord's prayer um when he was teaching his disciples how to pray um and and the principles behind prayer and the things you know that are really important you know to to mention in our prayers and to focus on in our prayers but one thing he said is let your will your will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's god's will is for the church to grow Remember that his that Jesus will build his church and not even the gates of hell can overcome them. Amen. Praise God. So tonight I'm going to kind of change angle, but it's still very much gather and build, gathering family, building, building teams, the cause of Christ, what church is all about, about kind of building teams and, and within a church family, within us as a church body, um, building teams. You know, God believes in, in teamwork. This isn't just something that man has made up or that family church has made up. You know, God believes in in teamwork because when we work together then we can be even more effective amen and I want to look at one um, example of that um, in scripture and this is an, an interesting interaction that happens in the book of Exodus and it's um, between Moses and Jethro so um, at this at this stage Moses is kind of is the leader of, of the Israelites which we know the whole story of course where Moses was put in a basket and was found by Pharaoh's daughter and because at that time all the uh, all the young Israelites uh, boys were being killed so his mum hid him went in a basket in, in, a, in a river in the river Nile ended up with the Pharaoh's daughter ended up growing up in kind of Pharaoh's uh, Pharaoh's palace and the whole God, God was behind all that and the purpose of that was to see the Israelites being set free at that time they'd been under slavery for 400 years from the Egyptians and God's purpose was to set them free and of course, there were the ten plagues and and all the amazing stuff that, that, that God did, incredible miracles. They crossed miraculously crossed the Red Sea. All the enemies, Pharaoh's army, got wiped out um, when the sea came back over them. Um, and then they on their journey to the promised to, to the promised land. So not in the promised land yet, um, but Moses is is leading the Israelites. That's the whole journey that he's he's gone on. And there's an interaction here between him and Jethro. So Moses was, is married at this point to a lady called Zipporah. Or some people say um, her father's called Jethro, so this is his father-in-law um, that he's talking to. So this is recorded in Exodus 18 verses 20. Uh, sorry, Exodus 18 verses 13 to 23. And basically, what's happening here is Moses is just incredibly, incredibly busy. Um, basically, he's just doing everything, and <laughs> it, it, it's not good that he's just doing everything. I'm sure he, he was very good at what he did, but it was becoming an issue because um, you know he couldn't possibly keep up with the workload. And he was just completely over, overwhelmed and therefore was not being effective um, in the ministry and uh, you know, leadership that God had, had given him. So it's an inter interesting interaction that happens. Here. Anyway, so let's go. Exodus 18 verse 13. 
So the next day Moses took his seat to serve as judge for the people and they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law Jethro saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone as judge while all the people stand around you from morning till evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me. And I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. So people were coming to, to Moses. He was kind of getting, uh, you know, a, a massive workload on. They were coming to him to, to seek God's, God's will and to, and to get involved in disputes, etc. And to, you know, basically sort out, people's, sort out people's problems. Verse 17. Moses' father-in-law replied, what you are doing is not good. That's to the point, isn't it? You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me and I'll give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way you are to live, they are to live, and how they are to behave. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Have them, have these guys who select these capable men, have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring difficult cases to you, the simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your load lighter. Well, you still want to deal with the difficult ones. <laughs> but it certainly makes his load lighter. So that will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. So Jethro is basically challenging Moses here um, about the way Moses was, was uh, leading in this situation and basically said, what you're doing is not good. This is actually not helpful. It's not helpful for you because you're just going to get worn out and all the people are going to get worn out. All the people are going to get frustrated because they can't see you and, you know, and chat with you and etc. and get wisdom from you. Then this is just not working effectively. And it was never been God's intention for Moses to do everything. It had never been God's heart to say to Moses, right, you have got to do everything. He was really good at what he did, but it was not good that he was literally uh, doing everything and trying to do everything by himself. So, so Jethro's brother and uh, brother-in-law, his father-in-law, you know, brought the real wisdom of God um, into this situation. And once Moses did delegate, and and the people he delegated to said yes, because that's also important as well. Um, they'd all said no, that would be an issue. But once Moses decided to delegate to follow this great advice from Jethro, and and you know, to put other people in charge and to oversee fifties, it says about put officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Um, and the people said yes to that. Um, you know, the leaders said yes to being leaders, and the people who who they led also said yes to those situations, which is great. Said yes to being led by those people. So once Moses had done that delegation, all the people could go home satisfied, and it was far more um, effective. The whole dynamic of managing Israel became far more effective. You know, Moses could Moses could hear from God, and but and then delegate it out um, amongst his leaders, and they were also hearing from God for the people uh, as well, and the people that they. Um, you know, oversaw. Yeah, so it then worked far more effectively. So what Moses had been doing was not was not great, and it was not God's intention for him to do in that. Amen. So the whole dynamic of managing Israel improved vastly. So which is great. So the reason for looking at that scripture is to to draw out the principle that teams are God's idea. Not something created by by man. The teams are God, are God's idea. You know, people say, don't they, that teamwork 
makes a dream work. And, you know, and that, and that is true. And in church circles, it is definitely true. The teamwork does make the dream work. If we've got a dream, the dream that we believe that God wants us to follow. The teamwork makes a dream work. You know, and, and you see these, these principles you know, right throughout Scripture. And as, as always in everything, Jesus is always the perfect example. And Jesus believed in teams. And, and he was also an amazing team leader, amazingly uh, motivational and, and just led by example and, and was brilliant. Um, but Jesus believed in teams. Jesus, of course, called 12 disciples, didn't he? Um, he led a close circle um, of disciples. I encourage you again, if you haven't, just a little plug here again, if you haven't watched The Chosen, I'd really encourage you to watch that. It's just, it's really, really well done. Um, you, find it, you can find it on YouTube. Um, and it just looks at the whole dynamics of disciples and, and what Jesus' ministry, and it's just, just looks a whole from a whole different angle but it's really really well done and you know just really makes you kind of bring scripture to life it's very very good anyway so you see all the dynamics that are going on between the disciples because because they're very very different you know there's a tax collector and there's a a lot of them are uh, some of them are fishermen and you know different you know just different backgrounds and different thoughts and different thoughts about who the messiah should be and kind of all those interactions interesting anyway but jesus believed in the power of teams and he was also an amazing team leader luke 6 12 to 16 says jesus went to a mountainside to pray and he spent the night praying to god when morning came he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them whom he also designated apostles simon who he named peter his brother andrew james john philip bartholomew matthew thomas james son of alphaeus simon who was called the zealot Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who, of course, um, it says became a traitor. So Jesus picked these 12. Obviously, Judas had his kind of like his own role um, in this, in the sense that um, he was going to want one that would betray Jesus when Jesus was arrested. But Jesus Jesus picked these, these 12 because he believed in teamwork. That teamwork makes a dream work. Amen. That, that even Jesus, in, in all of who Jesus is, you know, God himself in human form on the earth, still believed in having teams and, and delegating delegating things out. Amen. I knew that would be a, just such an effective way for the kingdom of God to grow during that time. And of course, so many of those um, disciples end up becoming just great apostles and just great men of God in, in the early church. And just, um, you know, as the Bible says, they turned the world upside down. Amen. Great things happened. You'll see another context where Jesus also leads a whole group of 72. Luke 10 verses 1 to 2. Says after this, the Lord appointed seventy-two others. So this is set, completely separate to the twelve disciples. After this, the Lord appointed seventy-two others and sent them two, two by two, ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, "The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few." And asked the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Amen. So again, you see that Jesus is delegating. That Jesus has got a purpose and plan for 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 people. And is is very happy and very willing and believes it's right, you know, to delegate to them, amen. So we see the great account with Jethro and and Moses and this uh, Jesus himself, always our perfect example and the way that he would build build teams. So so teams are God's idea, amen. And in in church life, teams are God's ideas. We go move to gather and build next week. We're looking at the gather and build series, but talk about gather and build next week and different teams you can get involved in and other things, you know. So God's a team's idea in church life. You know, it's not God's plan for 20% of people to be doing 80% of the work. It's certainly not God's plan, like with Moses, for one person to be doing 100% of the work. That's really not good. But God doesn't want 20% doing 80% of the work. God's plan is for people to all be involved, to all get stuck in. 
Amen. God's desires for every Christian to be devoted to serving the cause of Christ. As we talked about last week, being passionate about the cause of Christ. There's nothing we should be more passionate about than seeing God's kingdom grow, than seeing his church being being built. Amen. See our community being being reached. So it's, it's God's desire for every Christian to be devoted to serving that cause, the cause of Christ. It's God's desire for every member of our church, and this is what myself and Wendy certainly passionately believe in, for every member of our church to be involved and on team. Amen. And we know, just kind of as a side thing, we know that there are rewards in heaven. We don't do it to get rewards, but the reality is that our rewards, as Pastor Andy's been talking about on Sunday mornings and did again this morning, if you haven't heard that yet. So, the, you know, we don't, things to, we don't do things to get rewards, but there will be rewards in, in heaven. And that's, that, that's amazing. That's, that's God's plan and God's intention for us. Amen. So I'd encourage you to get involved in, in, in teams as we move back to, to physical gatherings, um, to get involved in teams. And there may be different teams to what you're involved in um, before, or there may be the same teams again. Physical gatherings again in, in three weeks' time. Let's just so passionately serve. Let's be so passionate about the cause of Christ. Let's have a kind of just all getting involved and all in, um, you know, spirit behind us that we all want to get stuck in, we all want to get involved, we all want to see the kingdom of God grow, we all just want to see our community reach, we all want church just to be a great experience for, for, for new Christians or, or non-Christians, amen? And we want kids' church to be a great place for our kids, you know, where they will, where they will grow, where they'll be nurtured, where they'll produce a harvest 30, 60, 100 times what was sown, amen, for our, for our ignition, for our, for our young people, you know, to grow into all that God has, has for them, amen? Let's be so passionate about it, amen? Let's not ever do this in a kind of uh, begrudging way. It's like, um, where was me? Oh no, I'm on team again. Oh, it was me on rotor. Now let's be passionate about the cause of Christ. Remember, all that we're doing is, is for his cause and for his purposes and for his glory. Everything a church does is, is all for the glory of God anyway. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, that's supposed to be great team members. You know, it's be great team leaders. Some, some of you involved in leading teams, some of you involved on teams. But whatever we do, let's do it to the glory of God. Amen. Let's develop a great culture of teams. You know, the reality is everything has a culture. Everything, everything has a way of doing things. Um, you know, whether it's actually defined or not, it would just kind of naturally happen. For example, a school um, has a culture and a, a school will have an ethos, Wendy's a teacher of course, a school will have an ethos and a way of doing things, will have a, have a culture. And, you know, a family has a, has a culture, a family has a way of doing things. Now, it may be intentionally defined by parents, and may say, right, this is the culture of what our family is going to look like, this is, this is what we do as a family, this is what we, we go to church on Sundays, this is what we do, um, we speak well of each other, uh, do you know what I mean, we do everything for the glory of God. Um, yeah, a family can have a culture, but even if it isn't a defined culture, it will just kind of evolve a culture, so to speak. And that may not necessarily be a good culture. And it's the same in a school. Um, you know, it could be in a, in a business. It, could, it may not have a good culture. It may have a, a just you know just an unpleasant place to work because it may not be a good culture. But everything will have a culture, and it's it's a responsibility. Um, in certainly for us as leaders in church circles, you know, to have a great culture. Uh, the heart of the church for not to just to allow it to define itself but for us to define it as church leaders amen so so myself and wendy's heart is very much to build just a, a an intentional culture of, of teamwork 
of teamwork makes the dream work, having a team culture across family ships, water side, for us all understanding and being behind the principle that we can all get stuck in. And, and the more people that get stuck in and the more um, people that get involved, you know, the, the more effective the church will be. Amen. Yeah, I was just, as I was kind of writing the notes on this, I was just thinking about our past fun days. Obviously, we haven't, haven't been able to do them either last year or, or this year um, for obvious reasons. Um, but I was just thinking about our past fun days. I, I, do, I do miss them, though, and I'm so looking forward to doing the next one again. Um, but as I was thinking about our past fun days, just the amazing teams, and just myself and Wendy were just so so proud of you in, in the right sense of the word, proud. I'm just so, just so proud and thankful for all these people that got stuck in. It was just, just amazing. Uh, the way they could pull off every time and it is hard work and sometimes it's hot and sometimes you have very long days and all those things are true but the way the teams come together to make it effective to make it a real blessing um to our community it's just it's just amazing just to be part of that and just to just to watch how the teams worked and the, and the work and the way you all get stuck in you know one uh, member of our local council who's very much behind what we do um as a fun day our fun days in the community he just thinks it's just thinks it's, it's great um that we do that kind of free of charge um but he asked me once he said you know how many of these people are you know are these people paid by the church are these employees and i was like no everything apart from me i said every single one is, is a volunteer here I said, they're not being paid to do here they're, they're paid to be here they're giving up um giving up their saturday you know, everyone here is a volunteer that just just wants to make it a great event and he was just literally just just amazed and stunned because um, he works in the council where it would take lots of paid people to make a big event like that happen and this was happening where where everyone is a volunteer um, because they just understand that again teamwork makes a dream work that teamwork is God's idea and he was just just so impressed by that so as we move back to physical gatherings let's have very much have an all hands on deck uh, spirit let us love what we do whatever whatever team you're involved in whether it be your hosting team you know, whether it be in kids church whether it be ignition um, whether you're on the whether you're on the worship team, whether you're just kind of just getting stuck in and helping put out chairs, we haven't really got a set up team as such um, for the URC because there isn't actually as much set up as there would be at Nosewood. But as we move back to Nosewood in time, you know, I've, I need a big set up team again and, and different things to get involved in and a car park team. And but whatever you're involved in, let's love what we do. Let's be passionate about what we do. Let's never ever begrudge it or think you know I've just been have to do this again today. No, it's we're doing this for the cause of Christ. You're doing this for the glory of God. Amen. If you're a team leader, let's be people who value our team members. Amen. Value the people um, you know, within your team and, and, and all that they do. Amen. Again, if you're a team leader, be a great example um, to those on your teams. In fact, if you're just on teams and not actually leading the team, just be an example anyway. Be a great example. Just do everything again, like I said, for the glory of God. Be a great example of what a team leader, uh, of what a team member uh, should be. Everyone getting stuck in and doing everything to the best of their ability. Amen. And let's, let's just waterside, let's develop that culture of us all being involved, us all getting stuck in, of us all just understanding that everything is for the glory of God, that everything is purposes. Let's be so passionate about that. Amen. You now, myself and Wendy have got a big dream of what, what church, you know, uh, what church can look like. You know, I've seen, you know, tons of people just reach for the glory of God. I've seen people on a weekly basis being saved and healed and, and, and delivered. You know, for example, if you're on something like a setup team, you can think, well, why I'm just putting out chairs? That's literally all I do. No, but that putting out those chairs and the person to come and sit in those chairs, the, the unsaved person may come to church and they may never have ever been to church in their life, sits in one of those chairs and then is touched 
by God and her life is radically transformed and then they have the promise of eternal life um, you know that their name has now been written in the Lamb's Book of Life but that's all happened because you've put the person on the setup team has put out a chair you know, when we look at it there's a spiritual significance of it it totally changes um, our thinking behind it it's so crucial whatever you do whether it's, whether it's whatever the practicalities of the team may be, whatever is involved in it, they are all just so, so important. Amen. You know, we believe in one body and many parts. We've talked about that a number of times. But I mean, Wendy's have a dream of what church can be, where, where our community has been hugely impacted, where people have been saved every week, where people, people have been saved, where they've been touched, where they've been delivered, uh, delivered by God, where God is ministering to them, where God is changing people's thought pressures and changing circumstances in people's, people's lives, where they're encountering him and being changed by him one moment in the presence of God can change someone's life forever. Amen. Yeah, but we can all believe in, in, in that dream. Amen. You know, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly all we can ask or imagine. Myself and Wendy, as your, as your pastors, we can imagine a lot of things that God can still do exceedingly abundantly above those. Amen. But what a privilege that we get to be a part of that. And that we, as we get involved in teams, that we can be a part of that happening. If you're on a kids' church team, you can be a part of seeing kids' church being saved of kids in kids church being saved you can see them you know having the promise of eternal life a name being written in a lamb book of life their thinking being changed maybe their lifestyle being changed you're involved in the youth again the same you get to have a, an opportunity to have a huge impact on, on those young per, on that young person's life you're involved in the worship team you have have the privilege of leading people into the throne room of god himself amen if you're on a hosting team, you have the opportunity of giving people a huge welcome, a, a Jesus welcome, amen. Welcome in, a huge welcome into the into the house of God, and just to just to look after people and and just to help make church just a, a great experience, you know, where they can encounter God, amen. So what we're involved in, and obviously more teams will come in time, a car parking team, and um, when guidelines allow us to do teas and coffees, obviously that that will start again um, as well. So we need a hospitality team which is what we're renaming what was Jarvalicious we're renaming hospitality so we'll need a hospitality team in time and so there'll be other and of course other things you can get stuck in um stuck in and get involved in as well but it's all about doing it for the glory of God and you know so let's dream big amen with myself and Wendy let's just dream big together and believe God um just for amazing for amazing stuff for for amazing stuff for his 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 glory that people are going to be changed, people's lives are going to be transformed, and that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. And we just get the amazing privilege of just being part of, of that experience. What a, what a privilege. May we never, ever take that for granted, what a privilege that is, to be part of the body of Christ, to be Jesus' hands and feet. He could just do it anyway without us. Of course he could. He, he's supernatural. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient all-knowing and all-powerful he's everywhere at once that's who god is you know he doesn't need our help because because by definition of course god doesn't need anything but he he chooses to use us to make us his hands and feet what an incredible privilege that is so let's just carry that as we get involved in teams we go back to physical gatherings over the next few weeks what a privilege it is just to serve god and to serve the cause of christ amen and let's this i encourage you to dream big uh, with myself and wendy to join us in that let's believe god for the impossible let's believe god for breakthroughs in people's lives let's believe god for a whole stack of people to get saved for for, for miracles for people to be miraculously healed and touched by god for people's lives to be changed forever amen amen praise god let's pray thank you god thank you god lord you're so good thank you god 
Lord, I thank you, Lord, we have the amazing privilege, Lord, of being your hands and feet on this earth. Lord, and Lord, what an amazing privilege it is to get involved in, in church life and involved in church teams. Lord, it's all about, Lord, Lord, just glorifying you, Lord, bringing glory to you. Lord God, and I just pray, Lord, you will build your church, you will build, Lord, every family church congregation, Lord, you will build us as family church waterside. Lord, and we know the gates of hell itself will not be able to overcome it. Lord, as we move back to physical gatherings, Lord, that we all have a, Lord, an all-in mentality, all-hands-on-deck mentality. Lord God, Lord, we would never begrudge being on teams, but we're just so passionate about it, Lord, we'll be excited about it, Lord God. Lord, and we'll understand the privilege it is, Lord, to serve you, to serve the cause of Christ, and to see your church build, and see your church grow. Thank you, Lord, and help us to dream big. Lord, give us bigger and bigger and bigger dreams, Lord. We want to believe you, Lord, for the impossible. Lord, things we maybe Lord, struggled to believe for in the past because it just seemed too big. Lord, increase our faith. Give us a gift of faith, Lord, in, the, in terms of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Give us a gift of faith to believe you, Lord, for, for impossible things, Lord God. Lord, we pray as we move back to physical gatherings, Lord God, that Lord, this community will be reached. Lord, for every church, Lord, across this area, as, as they all transition back to physical gatherings, Lord, that Lord, as a body of Christ, Lord... Lord, will be used for your purpose and used for your glory. And our community, Lord, will be impacted and changed. Lord, uh, uh, tons of people, Lord, all across this area, Lord, will be changed by the, the power of the gospel. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, but thank you for the privilege, Lord, of getting to serve alongside you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I trust that's spoken into your heart this evening. Let's just be so passionate about getting involved in teams. And next Sunday, of course, is Gather. And be able to talk a bit more about teams and a kind of vision um, for church moving forward. It's going to be exciting. Don't forget you do need to register for that um, as well. If you have any problems registering or anything else, um, please let me know and we'll sort that out for you. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you Sunday night and next week at 8 o'clock on Zoom. So that's going to be great. So I trust you have a great week. Myself and Wendy continue to pray for you. And, and we'll see you in person, hopefully, very, very soon. Bye.